You have a and d campaign you could be prepping. Shut the fuck up. You have a million other Shut things you could be doing. Shut the fuck up. But let's waste our time with fucking Smite Mobile. It's not Smite Mobile. It's a different thing. It's different. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler movie podcast of your John R. Martins, a song of ice and fire series, starting with a Game of Thrones. <laughs> As always, I am one of your hosts, Zach. Sitting next to me here is my brother, Nate. That was wonderful. I was really hoping you were gonna fuck something up. I thought I was. It was. It was slipping. It. I was losing it. it. I was white knuckle in that white intro the whole time. <laughs> anyway, if you're brand new joining us, thank you. Welcome. Uh, we think you'll like it. We are full spoiler reread, so hopefully you've read the series before. If not, that's okay. But if you listened before, welcome back. Vader is Luke's dad. That's a new spoiler we haven't said on the on the episode. Have we yet. not done that one yet? I don't know. Probably not. We usually I usually stick to you know Snape killed Dumbledore, but that mm. one got overplayed. So a little bit. I tried to think of one right now, and I was like, Darth Vader is Luke's dad. Fucking ah, cool. got him. It works. Yeah. We do stuff like that because we're intelligent Goons. humans. <laughs> so last episode we read Sansa six. Yeah, it was a downer episode. It man. was rough one. Like to get mother, through. like daughter. Um, Sansa was a little suicidal. We, so we got to see some of her strength of character, though. Yeah, we really got to see a well, lot that's, of that. That's it. Yeah, I, I let it with that because <laughs> she's suicidal and she has every right to be. Like her life has literally crumbled around her. Yet she finds the strength of will to not only resists taking her own life but to fight back in her yes. own very small way mm-hmm. but she she gives it right back to him and and is currently still a prisoner you go girl she's got the hound it. who's warming up to her she yeah. was considering shoving joffrey over a turret it was yeah. cool shit man man if only like shit if only if only and so now we are going to jump across the narrow sea to Danny Nine. To Danny Nine. Nine. This is not the final chapter for no. Daenerys. As she, we last left Danny. Yeah. She had agreed to let Miri Mansdor perform some blood magic on Drogo to restore him to life, make him a Kal who could ride again. And while Nate and I were skeptical on whether or not any magic was actually yeah. performed, Danny's water happened to break in the chaos that was ensuing outside the tent as the Dothraki were divided about so the decision. Jorah carried her into the tent where the blood magic was occurring, and we closed that chapter. We open basically immediately during that, or like within. 10 hours after because we don't know when her fever dreams technically start but we in some trippy shit yeah so it's just a a, a dream sequence here where uh, wings shadowed her fever dreams yeah you don't want to wake the dragon do you she hears yeah and that's kind of just echoing I think like I feel like it's just echoing throughout her head and the the ringing is always there. I feel like it starts out like you just. It also is sort of a. It marks the change in yeah in the scene that she's in currently because she goes through quite a few different yeah. areas. So she, at first she's walking down a long hall with high arches. She could not look behind her. Must not look behind her. Ahead of her was a door, tiny with distance, but even this far away she could see it was painted red. She walked faster her bare feet leaving bloody footprints on the stone. Yeah, you don't want to wake the dragon, do you? So, so that's the first cut The first there. one. Uh, pretty straightforward, I think. She sees the red door, which, as we know by this point, Danny has come to symbolize the red door as home. Yes. The bloody footprints, I think, are her journey that she's made so far. I started to pay attention here uh, because we get this this litany, the you don't want to wake the dragon, do you? And slowly it starts to change. We start to lose bits yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, So... Yeah, this one I think is pretty straightforward. She's her journey home essentially yep. is is what this one embodies. So yeah, and how hard it's going to be in the trials yeah. ahead. And you so don't want to wake the dragon, do yes. you? It changes. Yes. Yeah, so next, and she's in the Dothraki Sea with the sunlight pouring down on her. She's being held in the arms of Drogo, and she thinks as he, you know, they start having sexual relations. Mm. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Drogo did. Um, and when she's filled with him, she thinks home. Monica Lewinsky. Uh, <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. That's you're fucking wild. Anyway, so yeah, she 
she's now contributing this to home and how she felt home. Yeah, she whispered home as he entered her, which is the only part of the sexual act that I noted. But, yeah. I mean, that's pretty significant. Like, when she's with him, when they're... <laughs> we avoid sex. <laughs> when, she's, when, when she's with him, when they're having sex, it, she feels home. She feels comfortable. Yeah, and so I think it's really representing the Dothraki and them as a people, them, their the culture. smiling her, down on them. Yeah, and Stars in a daylight sky, she, she knows. I th- and I think it's true that she never has felt more at home than when she's been with Drogo riding through with the the, yep. the Kalazar like she's got her people, she's comfortable, she's, she's treated safe. as a queen. Right. She's not cast down at least since her brother's been crowned. Yeah. You know. But suddenly the stars in the daylight sky were gone and across the blue sky swept the great wings and the world took flame. Yeah. And so then we hear the the we, call again. We get the first. Well, we get the, the first. first. And so at this point, I started thinking, what are we losing? We lost the you. So the the first ones were about Danny yes. and J- Danny's journey. So we get don't want to wake the dragon, do you? Jorah's face was sorrowful. Rhaegar was the last dragon. He told her. So with that that flames sweeping. Yeah, across, yeah, yeah. The flames um, taking the world. I. I think that's more representative of her actual world, like the the everything about the Dothraki that she's grown to enjoy, the size, the power of it. That's gone. Yeah. Um, the the dragon itself, you know, has come to clear it out because she needs to be reminded that you're still fucking capable of doing this shit. I took this but... a little differently because I took it as the world taking flame was her getting pregnant. This is, uh, I took this whole thing as her journey through this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The world taking flame was the dragons essentially given the catalyst that they needed to be born. Yeah, yeah. When she got pregnant, after Drogo held her, the Dothraki, she smiled down on their union. And so and that was like this. the birth of the dragons. That was the birth of the, the, her son and but, the dragons. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Dragons. and so was... we get, don't want to wake the dragon. And Rhaegar was the last dragon, Jorah said, his face sorrowful. Warming translucent hands over a brazier where stone eggs smoldered red as cold. So note the translucent hands there because later on in the chapter, the eggs are going to be compared to having that almost translucent. He begins fading, less substantial than the wind. The last dragon, he whispered, and was gone. That to me immediately jumped out as his flakiness his dis his his sketchiness how how he vanishes how there. yeah translucent and sort of like yeah ghost so that's and that's where i was gonna go with it here like for the meaning because also I was, of course the last dragon yeah, yeah. there there are no more we, dragons right. she's been told this is this is important there are she Rhaegar was the last but that's dragon. what's important is that he's saying that but then he's the one that's not he's the, the one he's who not can't reliable be, yeah he can't be he's as you know uh as insubstantial as the wind. Like, he's... His words are nothing. His words are wind, wind. yeah. And so, she still felt the dark behind her, and the red door seemed farther away than ever. Don't want to wake the dragon, do you? So now, I I feel like throughout this, we're also, even in the Dothraki Sea, that, like, if we were to look at the right location, out in the middle of the desert, there'd be the red door. Mm. And, like, kind of down a hallway. Like, throughout this, that hallway's been... Yeah, sort of Avail- at the like end at of this somewhere long in the in each part of the vision, just kind of t- giving it this power that it's not that it is a dream still. Yeah. Like, so again, losing the you off of the whole you don't want to wake the dragon. This is about someone else in her life. Jorah first, and now we get Viserys stood before her, screaming, "I am the dragon, and I will be crowned." as molten gold ran down his face, burning deep channels in the flesh. His fingers snapped like snakes, biting at her nipples, even as his eyes burst and ran like jelly. Yeah. So again, we get, uh, and you mentioned it last in Sansa's chapter, uh, the Joffrey-Viserys comparison. At the very beginning of the book, we had Viserys pinching her nipple, like being very gross, and now it's snakes. He's this snake in the grass, this gross disgusting being uh again someone from her past that helped motivated and we get don't want to wake the dragon so now we've lost the you and the question of so it. yeah and now that's it's almost become more of a uh request from her like do we like don't want to wake the yeah dragon. don't want to wake the dragon 
And, yeah, we get now that the red door is so far ahead and she can feel the icy breath behind her. If caught, she would die a death that was more than death, howling forever alone in the darkness. And she begins to run. Yeah. Now, we get what she thinks the the cold is coming up behind her. Yeah. But is that – do you agree? I – I I don't know. This is the, – the cold is the most – the toughest thing to point out yeah, for me because is that it, her past? Is it the past? Is it the White Walkers? Is it the mistakes the Targaryens made? Is it the lust for power? True cold it... hatred of the Westerosi lords mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. she's going into. There's so many things it could be. I mean, it could just you know the White Walkers and that coming storm as well. So it's it's really hard to know. She begins to run and she feels heat inside her, a terrible burning in her womb. I believe at this point. He's being pulled out of her. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And her son stood before her, tall and proud, with Drogo's copper skin, Danny's silver gold hair and violet eyes. And he lifts his hand towards her, but when his mouth opened, fire poured out. And in an instant he was gone, turned to ash. She wept for her child, but her tears turned to steam. Yeah, so I think part of this is the fever dream things. Yep. You know, she's burning up. She's actually running fevers. Her baby creature, which I think is just, you know, a malformed baby that yeah. was fucked because of Miri Mazdur, but that's beside the point right now. Um, and so the steam part, I think, is the dream accentuation where it's, you know – in her dream, she cries and it just steams away because of it. But in real life, she's sweating so bad. Yeah, and she's so. I hot. also think, as we learn later, she believes that she knew it. I think that this yeah. is her acceptance of it. Well, this of is the grief, realizing yeah. that her the son tears is dead. don't need to come. Yeah, and so and that's what Rhaegar manifesting as an adult. It would seem because he's grown. He's not a baby when she sees him. He's a man. Well, right a... here when it does the the wake the dragon thing, it says just. Want to wake yep. the dragon. Want to wake the dragon. And so now it's almost a desire yes. for her. I do. Her son is now no. dead, and so she's lost any... Yeah, my husband's gone. I my, do want to wake the dragon. I do want to. And so ghosts line the hallway, dressed as kings, with swords of pale fire in their hands. Faster, they cried. Faster, faster. And she raced forward, feet melting stone where they touched. A knife of pain ripped down her back as she leapt forward and she smelled burning blood. She saw the shadow of wings and Daenerys Targaryen flew. Now, I also think this is it, the moment where the baby's really being revealed and, and like, pulled out and seeing fully. what it is yeah. and what's happened to it. Now, I don't necessarily think that it... Um, I don't know, because I feel like there's potential that maybe Miri Mazdur was exaggerating a bit about it. But yeah. the Targaryens do have a, a history of some deformities yeah. being born. Not as many as a lot of people do contribute to the Targaryens, but enough to where it's it's not outlandish, especially considering what she's been going through, the number of times she's fallen, the you know, so who knows... What could have happened? And all the movement that she's been feeling, A, could have been the dragons almost Mm. every time in the shells. Or just her own body reacting to this thing in her that's growing, unfortunately. Yeah. The so the 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 kings with the swords. You think those are Targaryen kings? I think it's. I think her that it's just supposed to represent the yeah. Because as she's running and she's getting hotter and you know it's kind of. I mean, she's turning dragon. into a dragon. Right. Is the imagery that we're supposed to be her feet so, are yeah, melting I de- the stone. I think it's supposed to represent the you know the long kiss, lost kings of Targaryen history. Not awakening lost, like, in her blood. Yeah, like kind of doing encouraging her forward. So yeah, we get Daenerys Targaryen flew healing her honestly. Yeah. Like, not to interrupt you, I do think that she uh, and Jon Snow eventually, I think, has something similar where they kind of they heal faster than most people. Yeah, yeah. They kind of, and we definitely, and I'll point it out when it comes up in the chapter here, but 
um, I think that it might be partially that as well. The the whatever's in her. Whatever yeah, magic I well, is that's there. what I would question is how the fuck do you survive this? That's if, it. if it is true what they pulled out of her, how? And that's what I think is important. Yeah, it's very easy to breeze over. And that and mention. well, like we've learned that that fire cleanses. She's right. feeling a fire in her womb, like maybe. And they're holding these pale fire yeah, swords. Yeah, burning so, it I to feel, save her right. and burning almost the corruption out of her. Exactly. And so yeah, it changes to just wake the dragon no more want and she's flying over the dothraki sea this time and everything every living thing flees below her you know she's in terror of the shadow of her wings and i think we're gonna get this exact image when she's flying back to marine Mm. Um, with the dothraki with the dothraki whenever you know that she's going Everything is fleeing, and there's also an army of a hundred thousand Dothraki behind her. But she's flying, you know, her black giant dragon across these fields. Everything is running. I mean, it could also be the image of Westeros. It could be that everybody as well. fleeing Everything in terror fleeing of this go. dragon Absolutely. over these dragon wings over the city, and so yeah, she, she could the, the red door. Home, the, oh yeah, she uh, the red door loomed before her. The and she. Throws open the door, and we get the dragon. Just the dragon. And she saw Rhaegar on a black stallion, fire glimmering through the eye slit of his helm. The last dragon, Jorah whispered. And Danny walked up and lifted the visor. The face within was her own. Yeah. And so it's, like you had mentioned, her personal journey and realizing that throughout it all, she is the last dragon. Uh, is she? She's thinking. Because the imagery of Rhaegar is making me think of Rhaegar's son. Well, yeah, and he's coming up. And and so maybe this isn't, it is about Danny awakening herself, but but it's also. But she's projecting herself onto it. But I think it's also, like, you know, find Rhaegar's son. You and him together are the last dragon. Like, that, you you need to. Make the last dragon? Well, like, (laughs) Targaryens aren't, a a Targaryen alone in the world is a terrible thing, you know, like that type of thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm just obviously grasping for whatever it could be. But I just, I think it's odd that, like, it's the dragon, and then there's Rhaegar. I know that he's described as the last dragon a well, lot. Well, see, but... and that's I—that's where I was coming with is I think what George is doing is the literal intention. He's saying the last dragon from Jorah, who has always referred to that as Rhaegar. Well, that's the, the interesting dragon. part, though, is and that this changes... isn't Jorah's litany. This is wait, you don't want to wake the dragon, do you? And then it just goes the dragon. This isn't Jorah saying right. It. And she saw her brother. Like so, I think she like well, a little bit of her is well, putting Jorah's because that's words who she's heard yeah. as the last dragon but, has been yeah. her brother. And then when she goes up, she realizes, oh right, I'm now I'm the, the last dragon. dragon. But, but there again, is one more, or well, with Fagon potentially and so two more. With George's actual thing. It's that, that surface meaning. But what do we take from it knowing that there's other fuckers out there that claim that same For a long time, after she saw her face within Rhaegar's helm, there was only the pain and the fire within her and the whispering of stars. The whispering of stars. Fucking Quaith. With her lacquer-colored starlight mask. No, I think that that fire within, it goes directly to... Burning out corruption. Uh, assist with our, yeah. Our yeah, keeping her alive. That yeah. That's what's burning her. Um, and, yeah, the whispering of stars. I have like, to believe that's Quaith. That's the only thing I can think. And maybe, do you think it's there's some kind of real magic going there, awakening things? It or do you makes think it's me just think her, that this litany we have beginning well, has been Quaith. So that's what I was don't just... Don't want to wake the dragon, I was going to say... You don't want to wake the dragon, Do you think she's do kind you? of been the narrator of this dream sequence? I do, yes. Sequence. I, and I, that's I where Quaith I was thinking, has been leading, leading Danny to, through. For her to discover. That's why I... Uh, I feel like what I I said with her seeing herself as the last dragon is the surface meaning. Because if Quaith was behind this... Is guiding the dream. Then it's very much uh, like you said. You think you're the last dragon, but it's the group... Rhaegar, yes. And you... It's the connection. What is the Targaryen-ness. Find the last dragon. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and together, like that could be Danny and John. Is to collectively they are the last dragon. Like that's right, what right. it could be. You know, there are no more Targaryens. You are the end of the line. You but because wouldn't you think that Fagon would be the last dragon though? Because he's 
She's just Rhaegar's sister. So well, it depends on what Quaith knows. Right, for, true. In, in exactly. Fact, in in who actuality, she, who yeah. Really is. But you know, on. I with this ending here, I believe that the the whispering of stars has been Quaith saying, yeah, "You yeah. don't want to wake the dragon, do you?" Because she knows what's happening yeah, here yeah. with Danny. It's awakening. Magic is awakening in the world. Yeah, finally. definitely. Danny wakes to the taste of ashes. I. I mean, there's a lot of shit burning in the brazier mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. could. Brazier, no, brazier, brazier that could you know get up and get in her mouth, but after the dreams, you know, yeah, it's, that's all it was. Jiqui hovered over her, a frightened doe, which made me think of the different animal comparisons we've done with the Ozymandias episode mm-hmm. and such. Of their, uh, the animals that Danny has been compared to are meant to protect all yeah, the, and these then you frightened got this little this yep. frightened doe, mm-hmm. and the tent was drenched in shadow. Yeah, what it like. What a fucking way to describe that, because it just makes it feel that much heavier. Especially with the, sh- and... the description of the shadows we get later from yeah, Jorah. Yeah, yeah, and so I just, when I picture that, it just makes it feel like a real heavy, heavy, shadowy, dark, and it was weird. Yeah, this whole chapter feels heavy, like a fever yeah. dream. If you've ever been this delirious yourself, where you've been sick enough to just do that wake, sleep, crazy dreams, I don't know what's real... So Danny begins thinking of her dream and struggles to rise, wondering why it was she hurt so much. And Jiqui bolts from the tent, shouting. And they found her on the carpet, crawling toward her dragon eggs. And Sir Jorah yeah, lifts her and puts her back. Before she ran out, uh, Danny was asking for, trying to ask for help with something from Jiqui. I need, I but need. But she didn't know what it was. She didn't know how to word what she wanted. It was her dragons is what she's really trying mm. to, but she didn't, for whatever reason, couldn't. Yeah, so Jorah lifted her, brought her back to her sleeping silks, and Danny sees her handmaids and Joko and Miri Mazdur enter. And Jorah tells her, sleep, princess, and Danny tries to fight it, but he covers her with the silk, even though she was burning. And then Miri was there, and the magi, tipping a cup to her lips, and the tent grew dim, and she slept and did not dream. And she floated there for a while, at peace. Yeah. And after a while, she wakes and calls for her handmaidens again. Yeah. And they come immediately and bring her some water, and she just drinks the fuck out of it, because who wouldn't be thirsty as hell? Asks for more, and finds out that she's been asleep for a while. Yeah, she says, I've been sick, and the Dothraki girl nods, and she asks how long. And Eerie says, long, and it seems to her, to Danny, that she seems frightened. And so Miri came with Jiqui when she returned, and it was wine that she had Danny drink this time. And as her head starts to swim and sleep starts to find her again, she starts muttering, Bring me. I want to hold. And Miri asks her, Yes, what is it you wish, Khaleesi? And she says her egg, Bring me my dragon egg. And she fell asleep. And this time when she woke, the third time, sunlight poured into the tent, and her arms were wrapped around the pale dragon egg. Danny could feel the heat of it, and she traces her finger along the egg and feels it twist and stretch in response. It did not frighten her. All her fear was burned away. Yeah. So that just shows that she, from her fever dreams, there was all the, the whole grieving process happened yeah. there, where she just woke up ready to accept and move on. Yeah, she, she touches her, her forehead and realizes her fever is gone, and she sits up. And she feels she feels strong, and her handmaidens come, and Danny asks for some water and fruit, and Sir Jorah and a bath, and Miri Mazdur, and then the memory hits her all at once, and she's like, and Drogo, and she watches their faces with dread as Eerie answers, the call lives, but so quietly, and Danny sees a darkness in her eyes. But they won't say anything. Nah, else. Re- and Eerie runs out to fetch the water, and Danny turns to Doria. Tell me. And Doria says, I'll, uh, I'll go get Sir Jorah. And she runs out too. Deuce. Oh. Danny um, caught Jiqui by the wrist and held her captive. What is it? I must know. Drogo and my child. My son, where is he? I want him. And we get the Wumpaba, the punch. The boy did not live, Khaleesi. Her voice was a frightened whisper. But Danny knew this already. Yep. She, from the moment she grieved over it in her dream, when she saw her grown man, and Jiqui crying over her, and uh, she thinks, yeah, she she just... knows she should weep, but she wept in her dreams, and 
all the grief has been burned out of me. Once again, she says, you know, that these things have been cleansed by fire, you know, so. She felt sad, and yet she could feel Rago receding from her as if he had never been. Now this here, I really kind of zoomed in on this. A lot of people give your man Rhaegar a bunch of shit for dipping on Elia and the kids yeah, there. over the prophecy. Right. What if he had this moment where he had some kind of fever dream prophecy that he realized, though, I mean, granted, we we, we blame Rhaegar for this shit, but not Danny because she's going through, she lost her child, her husband and stuff, but they were never meant to be. That's not... And she loses all semblance of Rago. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Do you think Rhaegar had something similar where he, oh, well, they're not important to what needs to happen. And it's not a good thing. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, it's world, that, but, but it's that Targaryen that drive. Turn, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, where it's, they receded from his life, his mind, his, they're no longer anything. Well, that Liana seems is, to be what Liana it is, is because has he, this... all of a sudden, he became so obsessed with the prophecy of the dragon must have three heads. And then. Hey, Liana, what up? Like, so I would believe he was led to that conclusion. I don't think it, I think it was a, he was awestruck by her beauty, but I don't think, I think there was a little bit more to it than just follow your heart of like the Starks and the Targaryens. Yeah. To be. I just kind of pictured it this specific moment where she said, where it said that Rago, she felt Rago receding from her as if he had never been. I it, mean, cause it's entirely possible that if Fagon is Fagon, Rhaegar saw something with that where, you know, they're going to end up killing it. Like, oh, shit, my sister, Daenerys, is going to end up killing my son. Yeah, I need yeah. to have another son ready. So, like, Lyanna Stark can give me that son, yeah. and then the dragon does have three heads. There's Danny, there's Fagon, and there's Jon. And then when those two start ripping each other apart, there's the one. It, right, it, that's right. entirely, it could have. So then his disinterest to Elia and the other kids is more apparent. Right. Anyway. Targaryens uh, are weird, man. Yeah, so Jorah and Miri Mazdar enter yeah. the tent, and Danny's standing over her eggs in the, the brazier, and she calls Jorah over. She's like, what up, dog? Yeah. Come on over here. Uh, How do these fuckers... Or no, they were in the chest, not in the brazier. Yeah, the ones and in the And she chest. was holding one. And she goes, feel these. How, what do they feel? And he's like, like fucking big rocks that scaly, are scaly. yeah. And she's like, they're not hot? And he says, no, nah. they're cold as fuck. Even though to her... They are very hot. Yeah. They are passing strange, it says, meaning, like, it's getting fucking weird that they're this hot to me. Yeah. When I'm not. He asks if she's well. As as weak as you are, Khaleesi, should you be up? Weak? I am strong, Sir Jorah. But she sits to placate him. So this is that moment I had mentioned earlier where Jorah, in my opinion here, is not being overprotective or being crazy. Like, the shit that she went through, she should not be standing. Yeah. There is no reasonable explanation. She had to crawl to dragons the first time. Right. Like, no reasonable explanation for her to be standing up, let alone holding this conscious conversation. Yeah. And so he's kind of seeing her asking the, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are they hot? Like, no, they're just normal. Like, lay yeah. down. And it's not him responding to even to that, like, oh, you're you're still clearly out of it. It's a... You shouldn't be standing. How are you doing that? But that target, whatever it is that makes that healing process, like yeah. she's capable already of walking and talking and handling her shit. Yeah, and she sits and says, tell me how my child died. And Jorah says, he never lived, princess. The women say, and then he falters. He can't do it. And she says, tell me, tell me what the women say. And he turns his face away, his eyes haunted. They say the child was, but he couldn't say it. He looked half a corpse himself. And Miri steps in for him. Monstrous! And Danny kind of breaks it down here where she says, The knight was a powerful man, yet Danny understood in that moment that the Magi was stronger and crueler and infinitely more dangerous. This is when she realizes the truth of it all. There, oh, yeah. That she got fucked. Now... Um, they're going to play on Jorah's looking so gaunt. I'd just like to point out that he's a spy for the Westeros there and kind of working with these other people that just got left in the Dothraki Sea with a hundred people surrounded by 40,000 other Dothraki now split into tribes just looking out to kill and pillage and like 
No wonder this motherfucker's gaunt. He's got to be tripping dick out there in the middle of the desert, just fucking hoping to survive this mm. shit. Yeah, uh, Miri continues, Twisted. I drew him forth myself, scaled like a lizard, blind, with the stub of a tail and small leather wings like the wings of a bat. When I touched him, the flesh sloughed off his bones, and inside he was full of grave worms and the stink of corruption. He had been dead for years, Khaleesi. She's confused, because as she was being carried by Jorah into the tent in that last chapter, she recalls how strong. Well, she thinks darkness, as Miri finishes, sweeping up behind to devour her. Yeah. If so I now look it's back, all... if mm-hmm. I am lost, and this becomes her litany, her so Arya's Pharrell's seri- yeah, right. thing. If this, I look back, I'm, I'm lost. She had the, the darkness, the coldness f- coming up behind her in the dreams there. And now she's applying this, I think, saying that that's what this was, is that that past. Like, if I look back, I'm lost. I also think it's the the horror of it. If I think of my child as that. Well, that's where I'm I was going to bring like, it. I'm going to be consumed it's, by. This is Bran. Yeah. Put that away. Yeah, you don't like, We just now. said it with Sansa. We just, it's showing each one of them is compartmentalizing yeah. this shit. If I look back, and, I'm lost. And so I think that that's what was really going on in the dream with the chasing the, the black. It's like if I look at what's actually going on, the horror of this, yeah. which is why like we're giving her this strength to get over and showing that she grieved, I think that she's in denial over everything. And like her Drogo stuff. Well, it's I not, think it's also guilt. I don't she think it's let Mary do it. Though. And like, so yeah. if I look back, I will see that the choice I made caused this to happen. Yeah. And so it's a little bit of that, yeah, that guilt, which is why I like as much as I feel for Danny in this chapter, I could easily see her taking a I, villainous turn. Well, so I, yeah, I definitely see with the shit that she's going to do. She's not coming to terms with it. She she's immediately puts it back it. Yeah. behind her and if just I says, look, whatever. Yeah, if I look back, I'm lost. I can't think about that. It's in the past now. Yeah, and it's it's. it's I mean, it, 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 it helps her get past her you know, her brother and the loss of her husband, and that's fine. But, but to, for other things, she pushes it's not it too so far good. and allows yeah. things to go overboard. Yeah, so she, then we get, yeah, she's, she's confused because she says, my son was alive and kicking when Jorah brought me into the tent, fighting to be born. And Miri says, that may be, but what came from your womb was as I described. Death was in that tent, Khaleesi. And Jorah, and Danny can even hear the doubt in his voice, says that it was only Miri dancing in there with the shadows on the walls, which is what we were saying back that last chapter, that that could just be tricks and stuff. The grave casts long shadows, Iron Lord, long and dark, and in the end, no light can hold them back. So, do you still think it's bullshit? Yes. Yeah? I do. I just, like... Well, actually, hold on. Sir Jorah had killed her son, Danny knew. He did it for love and loyalty, yet he carried her into a place no living man should go and fed her baby to the darkness. He knew it too. His face gaunt, the limp. The shadows have touched you too, Sir Jorah, she says to him, but he does not respond. And shadows... While she thinks are saying, you know, of death, metaphorically, the shadows of guilt. He did kill it by bringing Danny to Miri Mazdur to fix the one person who is intent on killing this fucking baby. And that's what she she will tell us that I wanted them dead. But Fuck he you. also had doubt in his voice and he can't describe what the child looked like. So clearly, like, so this child was deformed as fuck. Right. Uh, he doesn't say at any point, no, Miri's exaggerating. It didn't have wings. Right. So, like, we gotta believe that this thing came out like that. I don't think that, like... And he's, like, almost looking what I would expect someone who's, like, you know... Seen some shit. Well, like, been touched by that kind of... You know, it sucks your life force from everything, you know, you hear of dark magic. It, It consumes on your aura, your energy. And he looks fucking... I mean, you're right. Absolutely. And I think that's the intended... He is now essentially, he was right hand of the Khaleesi, good friend of the Khal. Now, what the fuck is he? That's it. This ex Khaleesi who trusted a Magi to heal her call divided the calls into now 12 different fucking Khalasars. Right. That's chaos. Well, now couple that with the fact that he left him 
He's not even for her. He's trying to get his own shit out to so here's, the Westeros. So here's my thinking. is I've read Fire and Blood. You have not finished it. Not finished it. But there are cases of horrid things being birthed in Valeria, in reference to Valeria, near Valeria, around Valeria. I think that Miri struck fucking gold here. And I, th- and, I, and I think that's the whole point of this is I think magic came back into the world right at this moment. Yeah. Right here is because Danny kicks into that Targaryen lineage that stuff, connecting to old Valeria. She even mentions old Valeria here in a little bit. Things like this have been birthed before by people close to Valeria. That's why people get runes on them and shit, because people have been known to birth horrid fucking demon things that come out. Was it Catelyn who saw the comet? It was Bran who saw the Bran. comet. So yeah, I suppose so it could all... So the comet is it, kicking around I the world. I feel like that could be that moment when Bran saw the comet is when she... And so I like, think at first for Miri, it was bullshit smoke and mirrors. And then, and maybe it would have caused Danny to like, and like maybe that's what she thought is like the infighting with this would cause Danny to miscarry or something and kill the baby. Sure, cool, whatever. But instead, it was this fucking monster that's been dead for years. Yeah, been dead for years. So yeah, you sold me. Um, that I, it was, I think because I still I think, think it was horseshit. I think like Miri was bullshitting hard. This one, I do think, uh, and that then I works think better for because me. it worked because. Drogo is alive. He's yeah. catatonically, oh, but he can stand now. He can walk. He, he can, can eat, eat and drink. And drink. He's lost all mental capacity, right. but he's essentially <laughs> Sir Robert Strong, dare I say? Oh shit, yo. So it like I think Miri just lucked into the fact that the magic, magic was kicking in. in, and that's why Danny had this dream, had this deformed Targaryen baby that they. Well, because then out it would explain the you know the 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 history of the the knights, the the the, the ones wielding the pale swords, egging her on, yeah. you know, run because they're ri- that power, that magic is rising again. Yeah, yeah, it's going into her. It's, at that yeah, point. it's gonna and she's yeah, gonna okay. put I, it into I suppose her this eggs. Part that's why the eggs are now twisting and writhing to her touch. She's yeah. the catalyst. She's got the fire burning in her now once yeah. again. And so, holy shit, that was a skirt, skirt. But, uh, yeah, so, he'd been in for years. If I look back, Jorah was alive. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, so that was it. Yeah, Jorah had killed her son, essentially. And so, she turns to Miri and says, You said that only death may pay for life. I thought you meant the horse. And Miri goes, yeah, but you let yourself believe that bullshit. That was a lie you told And you knew from the start what it really meant. Had she? She thinks. Had she known from the start? I I think that, again, while the magic, because of all, again, I'm sold on that whole, you know, now magic kicked in on her and she lucked into that. She's still playing it up here. And no, I don't, I think she knows that she misled Danny. obviously. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. no, I, I knew you didn't, and I'm going to say that now, so that way it's, maybe there's a chance that I don't have to And Danny worry, gives but... it again, if I look back, I'm, I am lost, <laughs> and she says, the price is paid. The horse, my child, Quaro, Quotho, Hago, Koholo, paid and paid and paid again. And Danny rises. Where is Khal Drogo? Show him to me, God's wife, Magi, Blood Mage, whatever you are. Show me what I bought with my son's life. And I, I just love that line. Like, yeah. goddamn. And so Miri says, "Come, I will take you." And Jorah helps her stand up, and they they exit. Jorah kind of questions whether she should go, and yeah, she says, "I'm, I'm going. Like, we're doing this." So yeah, the sun burned like molten gold. Viserys, I like it. That and uh, under her feet when she was running. Yeah, the smelting stone. Yeah, so she sees the, essentially we get a nice long-winded what She's happened. got her handsmaidens there. She sees Jogo who helps her. Uh, a couple of her cause are still there. Yeah, all the people who are sworn to her. But otherwise, Barely a hundred people. The weak and the elderly. And, and she children. says, yeah, Drogo's Kalisar is gone and a Kal who cannot ride is no Kal. And Drogo says, the Dothraki follow the strong. I'm sorry, princess, but... Copono named himself Call and left. Many followed him. Jocko did so, uh, the same soon after. A dozen new Kalisars are now riding the Dothraki Sea, where once there was only Drogos. And Ago steps forward and says, The old, the frightened, the weak, the sick, and we who swore, we remain. Which, like, Danny says nothing to that. Like, I would have been like, fuck yeah, I go, thanks, thanks bro. Thanks. But so instead she asks about the first girl there that she had saved. Aroa. when they had, Yeah, and 
they say that she was taken by was it Joko? Mago. Mago seized her, her, mounted her top uh, high and low, gave her to his uh, call call uh, call Jogo. Yeah, Jocko, Jocko there. Yeah. Gave him to call Jocko. Who gave it in turn to all of his blood riders, all six yep. of them. And when he was done, cut her throat. Yeah, so Danny... The Dothraki were kind of like, yeah, it is what it is. That was her fate. Right, and Danny's right. like, that was a cruel fate. And she promises that those who did that to her would beg for the mercy that they showed to her. Well, she even does, uh, if I look back, I am lost. She stuffs it down. Yeah, Don't yeah. think about what they, the fact that they raped her. A lot, yeah. and then killed her. But think about, but think about the fact that I'm going to kill them for yeah. it. And she says that she's going to. They, they, they question her. They're like, "What are you? What are you talking yeah, about?" Yeah, Joko is calm now. Twenty thousand blood riders at his back, and, and she, she swears to every god, the mother of the mountain, yeah, all and of them, that she's Danny Targaryen, and that she is going to make them die screaming. Yep. And that, and like I said, begging for the mercy that they showed. So to we had her. talked about it a little bit, but do you, you think this is going to happen? Do you I think, think she, so. Yeah, because we, as we know, full spoiler reread at the end of Dance, Danny is essentially on a collision course with Vastothrak once again to go take up her place as, as a Dushleen. Yeah, and, and that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, with, so, especially with her dragons. We're we know from the show return. that she burns, she burned the main Kalisar hut and killed all the cause. But, but I feel like it's going to mean so much more in the books. I obviously. well, one, I really hope again we get to see Mago and Kalpono and them, the ones that yeah. actually killed Eroa. So unless we read in the next few books, you know that something happens to them. I'm. I'd be very surprised if Martin didn't have them there. And Danny references. And this Danny references specific this specific. Yeah, I said them. that they would, especially because does she have any of her original Ago or fucking I the handmaid? Really recall right now. If I think Eerie might still be Eerie. with her. And, and so it might be something like that where she says, you know. It, well, I guess Eerie isn't going to be there. But, yeah, I, I feel like this specifically will be played out where she will well, have Yeah, because this is such a this is such a important chapter for her. And, like, I would I would even argue, obviously we haven't read it yet, but I would argue that this one may be more important than the next one mm-hmm. where the dragons are actually mm-hmm. born because of the development here. We're learning. She, we're watching her learn how to stuff shit down and just, nope. Mm-mm. But at the same time, we're seeing her potential to... And anyone who doubts it, I think, is a little naive in their thinking. To turn villainous. To turn villainous. Because just wipe out she's anyone say, before yeah, her. She's saying, you know, these people who were her blood. And, yeah, she uh, she was trying to do right by slaves and shit to the best that she thought she could. But mm-hmm. she's far from perfect. And for her to just, yeah, they're going to die screaming at my feet. Yeah. I mean, the pe- they're not not that it's a good thing, but they're just people doing what they've always known. They don't know any better, and obviously you couldn't change them. But yeah, I definitely I did. I also it. thought it was interesting that we get her full title. I am Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryens. Uh, yeah, you know, blood of Aegon the Conqueror, maker right. of the cruel, the dragon's daughter. In the chapter of like. The magic seemingly coming back, yeah, her yeah. Targaryen dreams. She takes her whole title and man. So she up. demands, "Bring me to Drogo," and we get. He was lying on the red, the bare red earth, staring up at the sun, and Danny kneels beside him, noticing that his eyes were unseeing, blind. He did not seem to hear her when she whispered his name. Yeah, she brushed a bunch of blood flies off him, which we know he hated in life. So she asks, "Why is he out here in the sun?" He seems to like the warmth, princess, and. Jorah tells her, he will walk where you lead him, eat if you put food in his mouth, drink if you dribble water on his lips. So, yeah, he's a fucking he's automaton. Kind of, yeah, he's he a, likes the the sun because it's the only thing he can feel. Like, mm. it's some warmth And his blind eyes seem to follow it yeah, across that, the sky. Well, That's about it. So, Danny kisses Drogo's brow and stood facing Miri. Your spells are costly, Magi. He lives. You asked for life. Paid yeah. for life. And Danny goes into a spiel here, which is an incredibly important speech mm. about how, you know, for a man like Drogo, this is not a life. Yeah, no. <clears throat> he life was a man was... was cooking big fires, eating, feasting. A horse between his legs and a rock in yeah, his hand. Like living. And uh, when will he be as he was? And I don't know if you wrote the whole thing. I didn't. I did. Okay. When the sun rises in the west and sets in the east, when the seas go dry and the mountains blow in the wind like leaves, when your womb quickens again and you bear a living child, not before. So yeah, never. Fuck you. 
So the dark, yeah. Um, f- I don't believe this shit. I think that, like I said, if she lucked into the magic there, cool. She's still playing high. Nothing she says is reliable at this point. <laughs> not a fucking thing. And so, like, oh well, well obviously he's not. Anybody could have told her that. When's he gonna come back? Never. That's all she had to say. Yeah. She is playing it up to fuck with Danny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and this is how, and now she can sneak in that little, oh, and you'll never have a baby again. Granted, she may have attempted to take measures yeah, to yeah, do that something. Yeah, happened. But. I mean, it could be scorched. You'd, well, like, that's from true. The, you know, the Targaryen, she did, and there is a reference to, like, blood burning. Yeah, yeah. She could, you know, it could. And granted, I'd imagine that having the death and rot of whatever was that's in what her I mean. doesn't yeah, do to... good stuff. But. Mary Mazder's going to play anything she possibly oh, can. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh. And so she's going to p- drop that in. And when, again, she could have just said, never. He's yeah. stuck. This is him forever. Yep. So Danny tells everyone to leave her alone with Mary. And she turns on her, saying, You knew her fury was giving her strength at this point. You knew what I was buying, knew the price, and let me pay it. It was wrong of them to burn my temple. That anchored the great shepherd. Yeah, like we we which That's we it. mentioned yeah, way there back. There you go. When, like, There's your motivation. You're a bunch of fucking assholes who came and fucked our village. We didn't do shit. This was no god's work. Danny said coldly, "You cheated me, murdered my child within me. The stallion who mounts the world will burn no cities now, trample no nations into dust." And Danny says, "I spoke for you. I saved you." Anguish. Yeah, and Miri goes into the big explanation, which we went into it a bit uh, when she first took Miri. That, like, when when Danny rolled up, that was the fourth guy getting ready to rape yeah. her. Taking and now, her as a dog takes a bitch. And now both of them here are kind of. It's hard to to say one's one hundred percent right or wrong at this point mm. because. Yeah, Mary Mazdur like had some shit happen to her before Danny rolled up. Not to mention her her city, you know, all that. Yeah, you know, the, her, the, her the boy village. she cured of the yeah, fever, the baker who baked yeah. her bread, like all these things that were fucked. Which I actually I thought it was interesting that in Mary Mazdur's, you know, trauma, we get a baker and a bake like a boy, yeah, a baker's boy, a baker's boy is what like, I yeah, yeah, that's what I like. I just thought it was yeah, a yeah. fun little. But yeah, no. no. So going f- further there, though, Danny rolled up, and you know she's kind of just in this stuff for, f- new to her a bit as well. This is like her first raid that she's seen the yeah. Dothraki, and she is going through trying to stop as much of the rape as she can. Well, that's that's it. I mean, there there are no innocents in war. Yeah. It's the 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 lesson here. Danny didn't sanction this village raid. But it's her child who paid the price. You know, we're all, everyone becomes a victim when no one has accountability for anything. So that, and that's the message here is Miriam Asdor struck out at who she could strike out at. Right. And that was Danny and an unborn child and her husband who was wounded. Like, it sucks, but you shouldn't have burned my temple. That's the way it fucking works when you're living like this. And And so that's where you can't really. Neither Blame one of them Miri are, Mazdur. I mean, they're not great people, either one of them, but neither one of them are really Can you pass too much evil. judgment on? Yeah. Yeah, because she never, she would have been, she she's mentions that she's saved countless people in that temple. Yeah, yeah. Like, she good people. She a boy, and I believe it, like, that she lived here with these yeah, people. Yeah, these they, were good people she that she saved. She cut out a life. She wasn't casting crazy spells to kill anyone she here. She was the little town doctor. Yeah, she was the, the, the healing woman, and she made a life here, and then everyone came in and killed her, so she was like, oh, yeah, no, I know how to do some crazy shit. Fuck you people. Exactly. And you put me in a position to allow me to do it. And so she asks Danny, allow, uh, tell me again what it is you saved. And Danny says, your life. And Miri laughs cruelly. Take a look at your cow. Tell me then, what is a life worth? And when all the rest is gone. Oh yeah, that that's the important. The important. Part. Yeah. <laughs> when all the rest is yeah, I I lost the people I like to heal, the people I healed and probably cared for, my town, my baker who was kind to me, the boy who I healed. Like I lost I, my I'm life. I'm not living there and anymore. And now I'm a slave I'm in your calisar. Being forced to heal the guy who did sanction who, yeah, this who, attack. Yeah, who gave the order. And like. Like, fuck you. So Danny's done. She tells the men of her cause to bind Miri hand and foot. And as she's led away, yeah. Miri smiles at her as if they shared some secret. And Danny thinks she could have had her head. But then what would she have but a head? And what is death 
if life is worthless. Yeah. And I think that that's the, that line is this chapter. Yeah, killing Mary is it like, going to bring back Drogo. If life was worthless, what is death? Is that the 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 like that sounds like a, a reward at this point? Well, yeah, like, it's also like yeah, when nothing else remains, death is a mercy. D- exactly, a mercy. It's yeah, and that's what Miri is saying here. You could have killed me, and it would have been better than to let me live as a slave after you've uh, slaughtered everything I loved. But instead, you made me serve, and so. Look what happens when you live your life with nothing to care about yeah. and no way to care for anything. And, yeah, and so Miri kind of knows she's got her at the, like, go ahead and kill me and prove my point that you're just as bad as these people and I get away from you and I get to move and on I win. and go to the Great Shepherd. Or you can keep me and torture me and, and then prove, prove even that further. you're just as barbaric as these fucking people. Like, so it's... A, it's a lesson Danny needs to learn. Yeah, well, she got her caught now. in this this cycle where you, you neither way. You and win. so Danny, uh, they they lead Drogo to her tent, and Danny orders a tub filled, and she bathed him herself, and took a lot of time doing it. It's well past dark by the time she finishes brushing out his hair and making him look like she remembers. Him. Which, and again, this isn't stuff she should be capable of doing. No, she's exhausted at the end, tired as hell, but. She's still fucking yeah. chugging away. And so she decides this is his night. She wants to rest, but, like, this is she the last him, chance yeah. that she has that she could think of to potentially, hopefully, save this guy. So as she's leading him outside, she thought of their first ride. And, of of course, all things of importance must be done under the open sky. So she takes him out there and realizes that the moon isn't visible, but a million stars shine overhead. And she took that as a good omen. And so she... Lays him on the ground and just tells him, remember, and she's saying this to him, remember our first ride, the night we wed, making Ray go, and she's trying to bring him back using, and it gets gets weird, but actually for me it was more just fucking sad, like, she's just trying to bring him back, you know, everything Doria taught him by pleasuring him with her mouth, you know, just raking him, getting into excited. any sort of reaction she can get from him, and there's nothing from him, and it says in the end she just ended up bathing him again in her own tears. Yeah. And when dawn broke, she knew he was truly lost to her, and she recites Miri's words to him as yeah. she... And this is what I think is what pisses me off, is that she still takes stock in what Miri says, and she's going to... Oh, fuck... you don't think... Like, because this was the first time I thought she actually came to terms with it. I, like, I, I think she still puts stock in it with the, the well... quickening of the womb, but I think this is her saying never. Like... You're never going to come back. Well, no, I think she's taking stock in the quickening of the womb thing. Yeah. Is what I think it really is. Yeah. And that's what pisses. Because now she's making it like now this is a true thing because she said it. You're clearly catatonic, which she knew. But like this was the last. But it's subtly done because as she's saying it, she doesn't really put emphasis on the quickening of the womb because a voice starts whispering, never, never, never. Never, Making it about Drogo's return. Yeah. Making it about Drogo's return, not about the quickening of the womb. Exactly. And so, yeah, Danny goes back to her tent and found a cushion. And she walks back out to her sun and stars. If I look back, I am lost. And she knelt, kissed Drogo's lips, and pushed the cushion down over his face. And that is the end for Cal Drogo. Done. So, yeah, it's uh, this is a, certainly an interesting chapter because it's there's a lot. It's Danny toeing the line to me in in the most brazen of ways. Where well, she at this point can use this as a strength to be the savior of the people, or she could use this as her justification to right. So I think this is very similar to what we mentioned with Tyrion's turn to villainy, mm-hmm. and how there's just certain things that he does, stomping on what Wick's fingers or Check's fingers, the, whoever it was, the fucking oh the, Mar- the, Marillion. the right Marillion, the, yeah. the heart, the bard. And so there's just certain things, you know, that, yeah, this is a mercy right here. Technically, the god of death, Danny and fucking Ariel get along just fine. Yeah. But, like, she caused all this with all the, the stuff that she had done, and she's just pretending, no, no, like, I'm I'm still Daenerys Targaryen, and I am I have the right to this because what I say yeah, is more entitled. important than what others feel. And that's becoming more of a thing now that the, the it's awakening in her blood. Yeah, well, because she still can't see that... Miri was right in any capacity. Yeah, no. She's, she's still convinced. That's why Miri's being taken. She's still convinced that she was in the right. Yeah, she saved I your saved life. I you, saved you, you, and you killed my and unborn she, son. And she's not right? wrong. She did save her life 
but that's where that whole thing comes into play. You know what, what is, is a life, life worth? worth? Yeah. And so you got an inductee? Oh, shit. Mary Mazdur. Yeah. Um, because of the, I mean, I think it comes down to all the showmanship from the last chapter, plus playing it up here. And now that I'm on board with your theory there, that that's when magic sparked in, like just capitalizing. Yeah. And like, cause I, as, as fucking twisted as what she did. I mean, how better to get back at someone and then like teach them this lesson. Yeah. And and that's it. And so she's an important catalyst, an important lesson, like you said, for Danny to learn, but I can't put the blame on her. I don't. No, like, no, yeah, that's it. it. I really like it did. that because Miri Mazdor to me is not an evil character at all. She's not this terrifying blood mage that I see. I would put her more on the good spectrum. She's, she's a, a healer, good person. Yeah. She's like a. She's a that. Yeah, she's a healer. Yeah. I don't. And of the soft people. And she even says, you know, that your son now was supposed to be the stallion who mounts the world. This. Great big badass Kalal who's going to who ca- conquer the world. Conquer the I world. stopped. Yeah, that. I didn't allow him to go and kill a bunch of people because her shepherd god probably thinks more along the lines of peace and prosperity as opposed to war and fear. And yeah, so yeah, yeah no, so. Mary Master is a good one. I really like that because yeah, I don't think she's an evil character. You dog, uh, probably to Drogo for getting the uh, the least deserved one of the least deserved ends between him and Ned. It's really hard to pinpoint and i just think that like drogo kind of gets shunted to the side over ned yeah. where it's like you know yeah ned stark goes out admitting to a crime he didn't do drogo goes out because he wanted to allow his wife he was being a good husband and allowing his wife to like get him medical treatment yeah and instead then of doing refusing so that. and he did like obviously he didn't listen to the doctor's orders yeah da, 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 and he's not the best of people but it's a it's his way of life it's his culture that you know there's there's blame on a societal standpoint for Drogo more so than a, a personal level, I think. It's and just so a pretty just sh- ha- him going out this way is so that's what I was gonna fucking, say because Danny nails it. You know, th- this is not life for a man like Drogo, and his death should have been something spectacular, or at least stories that were yeah. you know fucking not told stories forever. of blood magic, but stories of a great battle he fought and yeah. lost against a great uh, epic, or even know, a great call, you know, who, well, that's who, it. who birthed like the stallion who mounts the world who like even, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. He deserves better than just Drogo a catatonic deserves, smothering from yeah, a pillow. And it's, it's of mice and men. Yeah. It's brutal. It's fucking brutal. And so, or is that, is it one flu of, which, I don't no, know. No, it's of uh, mice and men. Okay. With, yeah. Uh, not the guy who kills yeah, the all right. All right. guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Drogo for me. We did get an inductee from across the pond there Over from the, France. Across the narrow sea. In Julian. And he says hi to you both. I told you before, I don't really like Daenerys chapters because I am not a fan of her uh, that character. Well, this is another pure example of that. <laughs> this chapter shows she is gullible and only uh, uh, apprehends life as she sees fit. Only from her own perspective. She shows no empathy, doesn't seem to be able to put herself into someone else's shoes to understand what they feel. That Magi is proof of that. She thinks the old woman owes her big time because she saved her life. She can't understand how the old lady must be feeling going through life with them after having lost everything due to their consequences. Uh, due to their actions. And as a consequence, Danny trusted her with the life of her husband and child and lost them both. She should have seen it coming. She should have thought beforehand, and it kind of pisses me off. I admit it. Well, <laughs> this is the place to admit it, Julian. Let it yeah, out. Yeah, so he put it more eloquently than I did. He but. says, Luck- uh, luckily for you, Zach, I think I the next chapter is one where I will have a good opinion of Danny. You didn't quite include an inductee on that one, but that is A-OK. I will just assume that it was not fucking Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, so... No, the, the, the valid point. That's you it. Yeah, no, absolutely. it very clearly there. Um, Mainly when I asked why you don't like her, because uh, I totally understand why people do not like Danny. Uh, as you'll see, probably when we get to Clash, this yeah, is yeah. this is about the last, and and this is why is this line she starts to toe here. She starts to become a little petulant to me, demanding, entitled, and it starts here where yeah, this is kind of the last chapter that you know. It's I know like Zach yeah, is you know, really you're the underdog, thoroughly enjoying. Um, I, that's not to say that, you know, her story is boring or it just might not appeal to many people, to everybody. And so this is, yeah, for me as well, where I typically used to always peter off. Um, however, we'll see. Yeah, no, I'll certainly be paying close attention. Whether or not I will enjoy her still 
is is a whole thing up for discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she still got her last chapter uh, in the book too. I think I don't think I'll have that swing. I think I'll still enjoy her in this last chapter, but. Clash starts to get a little feeble for her. So, Julian, thank you for writing in, as always. Uh, next time, don't forget your inductee, bud. We like inductees, I know, bud. I need your inductee. But that's okay. We've, we'll just, uh, we'll make one up for him. Well, It'll I'm be... assuming it'd be like Miri Mazdor yeah, for kind I'll of putting her in her place. Oh, but, like Julian, you up. can always write in, and we'll include that on our next episode, which next week, next episode, damn it, next yeah, week, next just... episode, we're going to be reading Tyrion 9, and that will be Tyrion's last episode in a Game of Thrones. Yeah, we're expecting it to be on the shorter end of the spectrum for a time on that one. Yeah, but... he's pretty much just getting promoted. But who knows, we may end up going off on some tangents. And, and then after that, that we will have Catelyn, I can't recall Catelyn's number. I think. Like, but nine or yeah, ten, something, I and that know. will also be Catelyn's last chapter. And then after that, we have John. John, uh, the last John. The last John, <laughs> and then the last Danny. And we, uh, Danny we'll, we'll, will be. It'll be Danny ten. We'll be wrapping Danny. it up, and, and that's so the final on. chapter. But of next the episode is going to be Tyrion nine. So send us in your inductees for that. If you, you would send those in at our email is without manners brotherhood at gmail.com we're on facebook facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast zach's on the instagram at manners without yeah, i'm yeah. on twitter at manners without zach's on twitter at carstark 92 i post adorable dog pictures of my dog barrack being a goon yeah that's pretty good stuff we're also on patreon patreon.com slash without manners we have the sample chapters going up there theon mercy and victorian barry and we're the bowl for He's you in folks. the works, so it's going to be and good we're stuff. excited, so yeah, check us out. If help us out, you know. Throw a few dollars our way to help and support this podcast that you know and love so or much. Or if you can't throw money, because we understand the way the world works. Then just write us in your inductees. A rate and review rate also and will help yeah, those uh, are cool. on Apple Podcasts. Just get us noticed. Yeah, or get Stitcher, a... uh, Breaker, or Google Podcasts. word of mouth, uh, recommend us to your friends. Tell if your, your friends pals. are obsessed with Game of Thrones, maybe they're still pissed off about the show. Say, talk to these guys. And they say, the books yeah, to yeah, you. listen to these guys. They're pretending to be intelligent on the subject of Game of Thrones. What so, do you mean pretending? I we mean, kind of have a good idea. All right, we're pretending to be good. But yeah, anyway. anything you guys can do, as always, we appreciate it. Check us out. Hit us up. I, All right, that's enough from you. Valor de Harris. Peace. Peace.